and welcome to this week's episode of Netball Nation. Right, I've got to start off with some very sad news. Just in case you missed the memo on last week's show, I have to tell you, our Netball Nation family, that this is our last episode. But don't worry, you're not getting rid of us that easily. Uh, We're just taking a little end of season break and we'll be back in the new year to catch up on all the netball news from around the world. So fear not, fear not. Uh, Gonna miss you pair though, Sarah Bayman and Maggie Berkershaw. Should we just get together once a a week? (laughs) Just move it around the country. Yeah, should we just get together, record it and just see what happens? (laughs) Because that could be quite good fun. Uh, How are you both? You feeling all right? Yeah, good, thank you. Yeah, great, thank you. Uh, Now Sarah's coming full kit. What's going on here? Yeah, full kit. We won't won't say the last word. (laughs) Um, Yeah, you know, just got things on, you know. Sometimes you've just got to put the full kit on. Busy, busy. I'm very busy and important, I'll have you know. And we've got our very own Judith Chalmers with us as well. (laughs) Judith Chalmers? You know, for our younger listeners. No one will know. Yeah, I was going to say, no one will know who that is. Basically, we've got a jet setter in our midst. Mags, how was your holiday to Marmaris? Oh, amazing. Thank you. It was just beautiful. Just ridiculous. Hot, um, hot, hot, hot. The incredible takeaway in Bath is called Marmaris. So if you went on holiday there, (laughs) you will have had some great chips and bitter. I love it. love it. I might just check that one out. Don't need my passport for that, do I? No. No. Do you know what? It's good to have you all in the same room together. So are we ready for another great episode? Indeed. Let's do this. First up, we're going to be catching up on the amazing grand final that took place on Sunday and we'll find out who was named Suncorp Super Netball Champions. You're not going to be surprised either to find out that the curse of Sarah (laughs) is out in full force. Let me ask what happened. What happened? So which did Sarah go for the other other team? Mm -mm. Obviously. Obviously. Like I thought this was kind of just going to be a running joke and it wouldn't actually happen, but it's really happened. This has like been three consecutive results now, hasn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's been three... Yeah, recently. And I think all through the season I was pretty horrendous. Yeah, yeah, but recently on on sort of shock results as well. It's so yeah. you know. Yeah. Like I say, these people have got you to thank for that, Sarah. Doing obviously, uh, we're also going to catch up on the Vitality Super League preseason signings, and we're going to be putting Mags and Sarah on the spot for some 2020 top four predictions. Oof. Now, Jeez. I can tell by the faces they're not Ooh. impressed with that, but don't worry. We'll, we'll be reminding everyone next season what teams you put your money on. See you in the coffee up. Yeah, put your money in the kitty. I'll, I'll have slept by then and won't remember. <laughs> Welcome to Netball Nation. Right, let's move across the pond first of all, shall we? Because what a grand final we were treated to. That was epic, wasn't it? Uh, and Sarah, genuinely think all of your Sun Cup semi and final predictions have been wrong. Thank you. It's a ha- skill. On a serious note, how have you managed this? <laughs> you have got it down to a fine R. Right. It's uh, a reverse right. psychology. Remember what she said? It is a reverse yeah, psychology. Yeah. Helen Howe's been at Haythonthwaite again. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> yeah, nothing to do with but, you there. <laughs> I, it was all me. <laughs> but also, like, in my defence, the odds on Sonny Co- um, on Swift's winning, they'd gone out to like... I wish I'd put money on they'd that. They'd gone out to like $3.50 yeah. in Australia. In, in a two-horse race, yeah. They were paying three dollars fifty for wow. for New South Wales for winning that. So I wasn't on my own for guessing wrong. <laughs> guessing. Well, it well, sounds really yeah, really informed. Meeny, meeny, miny, well, well done, Sarah. Also, Thank Netball you. Nation listeners, if you managed to catch last week's show, you'll have heard that our special guest Laura Malcolm made a very bold prediction that Underdog Swifts would get the win. Uh, no, she did. Did, yeah, did she, she did. Yeah. She did. She did. Oh, oh my. Yeah, oh, she sorry. Did. I'm. I'm not being funny. There was two teams in this, right? And we're, <laughs> we're now going. Oh, isn't Malk's like Yoda? <laughs> <laughs> no, 
she, 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 it was 50-50. I always get it wrong. So did she just choose the other option then? Well, yeah, she to, did, be, to be fair, she, she did back them. Yeah, and she him. chose the winning option. So uh, <laughs> she, she was right. They stormed to a 64-47 victory against the Sunshine Coast Lightning. And uh, really, ladies, Swift controlled the game from the opening whistle, jumped ahead to a six-goal lead halfway through the first quarter. Their quick opening forced Lightning coach Nolan Tobrewa to make a change early on and bring on Peace Proscovia on uh, for Steph Wood. Um, both of you, huge fans of Peace. You've mm-hmm. always sort of, mm. you've said that um, and you've worked with her at Loughborough. Do you think Nolan might have got her starting at seven wrong? I think uh, on previous form and the way that Lightning have been playing and the combination between Woods and is it Crone and whatever, I think she was right with it. Yeah. Um, but I don't think they reckoned on Clow and Turner were going to be so on fire. Yeah. No, and also, like Steph Wood, I've never seen her play as badly as that. Um, and, and she's been in five consecutive finals. Yeah. So she knows, so she, she knows what she's doing. She's she's won, obviously, the last two with Sunny Coast. Um, she's an incredible player, but she just had one of those days. And you kind of felt for her because I think she scored her first goal in like the third quarter yeah. from oh. goal attack. And you, like she's been so good for them yeah. this season. And then she, she really didn't have a good game at all. Do you know what it is as well? The unfortunate thing with that is that will be kind of a memorable performance without being awful because of, because it was so important. Yeah. And I, I imagine, I know it's like constellation cup selection there and I don't think it will have, I hope it doesn't go I, against. I, I don't think it the, will have done form all season. Be, yeah. Because of how well she's played all season, yeah. but it, it's just one, it's, it happens, doesn't it? It's just one of those games you want to forget yeah. but you know Sarah Clow <sighs> incredible um, Maddie Turner played well um, all of the Swifts were just and on it uh, well, on it all the way through I mean I was looking to see what Laura Langman were doing to try and stop yeah. it and she was pretty average yeah. as well for her yeah um, well, we spoke last week about Lightning having a bit of a gap between the last outing against Swifts and the grand final. Mm. Uh, do you think that hindered their start at all? I mean, potentially, like they, they just they just looked a little bit off the pace. Mm. I thought, um, like we're saying, Swifts played very well yeah. and all through court. Yeah. You know, Nat Haythonthwaite had a great game. Sam Wallace got MVP. Um, but the light Lightning players that you expect to play really well in terms of Laura Langman, Laura Sherrion's had a great season. Yeah. I was really, really average mm-hmm. in the final um, for Lightning, and so you can you can almost get away with one player not playing well in a final. But, like but when it's three like three or four under par, it's always going to be a struggle. And seventeen goals is a bit of a blowout in the end. Well, like you say as well, you can't take away from Swifts how well they played from as well. the starting whistle yeah. to the end of the game. It, it, they were, it was almost like they could do anything they wanted to do and they could get away with it. Yeah, they complete. were almost having, you know, fun. Yeah, they were, yeah, they were, they were like just totally in the zone. Yeah. Like they, in they played incredibly the well. Well, Peace came on and made an immediate impact as Lightning closed a seven-goal gap to four before the break. And they then started the better of the two teams in the second quarter, closing the gap to just one. And now Carla Pretorius went on to take an awesome interception to bring the game level. At that point then, Sarah, do you think that the momentum sort of switched to win? Yeah, with I Lightning? mean, there was definitely a momentum swing. And, you know, we've talking about talked about important inceptions being won by Carla Pretorius before. And she won some massive ones in this game. But... It, it was just one of those days where when it mattered, they couldn't quite get ahead. They couldn't quite take the lead. They mm. couldn't build on on that defensive work. So, um, yeah, it, it was definitely a momentum shift, but just not not enough. 
Well, as we say as well, um, Swifts did dominate completely. Uh, they went on to show amazing resilience and withstand the lightning pressure with a super defensive display, as you say, from Sarah Clow, which saw them turn over ball and score six of the last seven first half goals to take a 31-23 lead at half time. How much then, ladies, does it lift a team when the defence are getting the better of the opposition's shooters in the circle? Oh, it's I, I can't tell you how amazing that is. And as as a defender, um, when you, you work so hard to turn a ball over and normally you send it back down that court and sometimes it's going back quicker yeah. than you sent it up. So to actually see the defence do all that hard work, take the ball from the attacks, send it through court and it actually yeah. be delivered to the shooters and they finish, it's a massive boost for your defence. They just couldn't do enough for them. Taking ball for fun, send it down, go. Yeah, and at the other end, um, how important is it to make it count uh, with Sam Wallace, who had a fantastic game, shooting 40 from 44 shots in a grand final? Yeah, like... She was that, like a different player. <laughs> she, she was, wasn't she? She was great, and I think it was the, the last shot before the half where she... Oh, falling out. A little, a little jump she, shot, like just absolutely nailed it. And... They just looked like a supremely confident team yeah. um, and they played like it. And and everything went their way because yeah. there were like decisions that you yeah. got a few hisses and boos about. But when things are going your way and the momentum shifts in your favour, you, you literally can do anything you want and it just comes off and it pays off. Absolutely. Well, I'm sure Netball Nation listeners that you were watching, but just to wrap up what happened, the third quarter saw both teams battling with Lightning trying their best to stay in the game, but it was Swifts who took the quarter 15-13. Then they just went on to blow Lightning completely out of the water in the last quarter which they won 17-10 now girls we've spoken over this uh, over the season about the injury struggles for Swifts now that win surely demonstrates the importance of a strong squad doesn't it yeah it does and I think what they've done really really well is just kind of come together in in times of hardship like you know it, it's tough when you get injuries to big players you know yeah. Ma Maddie Proud going down Kate Eddie like um all of these players are important mm. to the Swifts. Um, and I think what was really interesting was kind of reading the reports around, you know, how the Swifts have built this team. And it's not it's not really players based in New South Wales or players from New South Wales, but they brought together a young group and they've kind of stuck with them. And then when things have gone wrong, they've gone for experience in the, in the likes of Katrina Dore mm. to come in and do a job for them. Um, so... Like credit to them, they had a plan from like mm. two years ago. They've stuck, stuck to, to it. it. They've they've had some good coaching, and now they look like a completely different team. And do you think it's that that kind of sets them apart then, on and off the court? Um, I think off the court, you know, they've got a team where most of them are a similar age, so they get on really well. Yeah, that's they, good. They socialise a lot. They seem to really enjoy each other's company, which is slightly easier for teams similar age. Um, you know, if you've got people coming towards the end of their career in the mid 30s and then an 18 year old it, it's hard it's it's more difficult to find common ground but I think they've done a really good job of, of building a strong culture there um and like I say they, they took some players they took like Sarah Clow, Maddie Proud those girls that they're, they're Adelaide players originally and you know got taken by Swifts when they weren't really anybody, anybody. And just made, made in, them. Made wow. in, they, were, they didn't make them into great players. They were already good players. But the belief but, must have been there with the coach. But gave them yeah, confidence. Yeah. Well, absolute credit to everyone involved at Swifts. Uh, Lightning would have wanted to get the third consecutive title, especially with Nolene now stepping down as head coach. Where did they go from here, girls? Well, I mean, it's not panic. It's not the end of the world it? for them, is it? I mean, they've still got this amazing squad. It just didn't come together, you know, at the, the big final. Uh, and they'll just 
look at it, rebuild, regroup, and go again. And yeah. they've managed to retain most of their squad. Yeah, as well, they they, they? they've signed eight of the ten. I think. I think the interesting one will be if, if Laura Langman signs or not. Um, you think that could be the difference? I, d- I don't think it's ne- necessarily the difference, but I think it 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 will be a big gap for them to fill mm. if she doesn't sign. Um, but I think with with eight of that ten, you've got a really really strong foundation mm. that you know you'd, you'd expect to to be up there again next year. So it, it won't be you know doom and gloom by any means, but. Um, you know they might they might have a couple of decisions to make if if she's Laura not retiring Langham. is she? I, I don't know. Have you managed to sign a Sarah? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I've, I've not. <laughs> I've not got that kind of pull <laughs> or money. <laughs> well, do you know what? Credit to Lightning as well because as you say, it's not the end of the road. They've it done isn't. incredibly well, and we mm. look forward to seeing them again as as they go again. Right, ladies, with it being our last show for a little while, for old times' sake, we've got to touch base on the vitality. Super League and what teams have been up to during the off-season. Also, wouldn't be a netball nation without asking you both for your predictions and let's be, let's be honest, Mags, we're going to make sure Sarah puts her hand in her pocket again, <laughs> aren't we? We love to do that. First up, Sarah, we've got a chat about Loughborough. Just been announced yeah. that you've swooped in and signed Australian superstar defender Sam May. You have got to be happy with that signing. Yeah, really happy. You know, we, we kind of wanted someone with some experience and... Um, you know, had been in the league and been successful in the league and Sam May kind of fits that bill perfectly. Uh, I think our defensive end um, will definitely benefit from it, but I think everyone everyone in the team will from just her leadership abilities, her her experience and her knowledge. So, yeah, it's exciting for exciting us. Exciting signing. Uh, right, Lightning have also announced that goal attack Ella Clark is signed for the 2020 season. Again, imagine you're pretty chuffed with that. Mm-hmm, yeah, happy with that. Any more you'd like to say? <laughs> Or is that a full stop at the end of that? That's it. Just right. happy. Uh, right. So then, dare don't, I don't ask, milk it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, sorry about that, Ella. <laughs> Sarah's happy. The end. Um, dare I ask? Yes. Can you give us any more insight as to anything else? Um, I think some more are coming out Ooh. this week. Um, is yeah. that it? Yeah. I mean, I mean, we're just. I think we're just rolling them out now. So I think it's like we'd, we'd explained, hadn't we, about the fact that the the window that they allow for signing is yeah. so, so big you've got in, to keep in English Super League. You know, yeah. just drip feed. Drip yeah, feed so I think I think we're getting one or two out this week, and then you know you've got fast five, so that takes over yeah. for a little mm. bit. So yeah, we're trying to get them out there. Well, Mags, on that basis, how are you rating Loughborough's chances then? I think Summer is a first class signing. I absolutely rate that girl as a defender. She's exciting. You know, she's a little bit like Pretoria. She'll do things Ooh. that you just don't think are humanly possible. So I think that's an awesome signing for Loughborough. Very and exciting. I think the chances are, are great. We say it every year. I think they're top four. Right. Well, next up, oh, well, we'll be chatting about that later. Mm. So get your thinking caps on, girls. Next up, let's talk about defending champions Manchester Thunder. And as we spoke last week, Laura Malcolm's been confirmed as returning next season, along with Catherine Turner, Ellie Cardwell, Joyce Mavula, and Caroline O'Hanlon. Now, Thunder have historically been very good at retaining players and developing their youth. Is there something that other other sides can learn from them in doing that? I think it's because within that the the northwest they've got a massive pool of exceptional club teams that yeah. they can just keep feeding from and the desire to play for thunder um it's that loyalty to their their region and they're never going to have a problem I don't think in in backfilling because they've got such fabulous junior leagues that then push through into uh, the senior netball. So will it take a while uh, for other other clubs to kind of catch up with that because they need that same sort of pool of talent to I reach I think them. all regions would love to yeah, have the I same know. sort of uh, setup as the North West do. Um, 
whether they ever will, I don't know, because I don't think we'll ever achieve that in the Yorkshire region. We'd love to. That's our desire and our passion. But right now, the Northwest have got a fabulous pathway and um, long may it continue. Yeah. And I think like teams have to look at different ways of bringing that talent through. So, you know, if, you, if your club structure isn't as strong as the Northwest, then sometimes the franchise has to kind of take more responsibility. And that's what we've tried to do in, in the East Midlands. You know, we've, we've got a few a few strong clubs but nowhere near the number that you've got in the northwest and especially not in juniors so as a franchise we, we've tried to get out there and and get coach into to youngsters more more than would happen in other mm. in other yeah, regions yeah. so that we can kind of try and you know take our fate into our own hands and, and get the coaching into them that we want yeah that's true just kind of changing that so that you make sure that you sort of open yourself up yeah to and it. like one size doesn't fit all you know yeah. it's, it's completely different if you take it into london it, it will look different again and mm. and so it, you've got Whatever to work out works what works for you. Well, last week we spoke about the fact that Kerry Almond has retired and Liana Leota has also called it a day. Both of these could be big losses for the champions, but Thunder have since announced they've signed uh, Malawi Queens defender and former London Pulse player Laureen, along with London Pulse goal attack and wing attack Ash Neal. Now, what do you both make of those signings? Are they going to add strength to that Thunder side? Well, Liana Leota going to Stars is a massive loss for yeah. Thunder, and I don't think anyone can deny mm. that. But I think I think Ash Neal's a, a smart signing for them. Um, she can cover wing attack, goal attack, um, and she she again has got a, a lot of experience in this league. Um, and I think the defensive end will be all right. You know, the, like Lorena Weir is coming in. Um, she, I, I rate her. I think I thought she had a good season last yeah. last year at Pulls, who struggled. So she got plenty of defensive practice. Um, and they've got Beccareri, they've got Emma Dovey. I, I, I think they'll, like, the the smart signings, to be fair. Well, you touched on London Pulse uh, there. They're yet to announce any new signings, but after finishing bottom of the table last season and losing players mm. to Thunder, they're going to be looking to strengthen their squad, aren't they? Yeah, and I think they will. You know, I think players, um, some players will, will go with Sam Bird to, to Pulse, and I expect them to be a stronger side this year. Have you heard rumours? I've <laughs> <laughs> Got my finger on the pulse, Emma. You know me. What can you share with us? Finger don't, on the pulse. Hey, hey, see what you did there. Doom, doom. doom. <laughs> so what you did there. Dad jokes for free. <laughs> well, you're not going to share anymore. Then is that it? Well, no, I'm not because then if I if I give their secrets <gasps> away, someone will start announcing. But it's our secrets. last episode. Mm. We want to give something to our netball nation. No, she's not. She's not going to do that. She's not even looking at me now. Uh, right, next up, Strathclyde Sirens. We've previously spoken about the news that Karen Atkinson is moving on from Loughborough to be the new technical director for the Scottish side, having both work with Karen how good an appointment is that for Sirens I think they've it's an absolute scoop she is one of the nicest people as well as oh. one of the most experienced coaches that I've ever worked with and the experience and the knowledge both technical and tactical that Karen will bring to Strathclyde Sirens is amazing she will do a fabulous job for them there exciting do you agree with that Sarah yeah for sure and I think um what Karen also has is like very clear vision of what she wants and she's she's not afraid to sort of go about getting that emotion from from the off so I think there's already been changes at Sirens and we saw that in you know the coaching structure and mm. and, and that sort of area but I think player wise you know historically they've struggled to get people to go up there um which I think is slightly odd um but I think having Karen there will definitely be a draw for players. I mean, pull. you went up there, Sarah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, what was your experiences like up there? It was great. And like, I, I, like I really enjoyed it. I, I, like, great people. Mm. And, you know, I was speaking to Karen 
just as she took the job. And I was saying to her, you know, the people in and around Sirens and Netball Scotland, awesome people, like want to learn, um, really driven to succeed. And I think it's a shame that more players haven't gone up there mm. because all it needs is a couple of players to go up there and and, I, and they will have a good experience yeah. because the setup is really, really good. I mean, good. the facilities are second to none. They're, really? they're, yeah. Oh, it's an amazing place that they've got up there. And they're obviously, you know, uh, I don't know if it's, um, you know, Sport Scotland or, you know, the governing body for netball in Scotland. They're throwing money There's a at budget the sirens. Yeah. So, you know, they're fully behind them. So I just, you know... and But it's going to take a couple of players, you know... You, you can't go like I went up there and, and kind of went on my own and it, it needs two or three people mm. to commit and go, yeah. actually, we're going to go, we're going to make a success yeah. of this. And that would that's all it would take mm. for it to, to kind of go to that next level. And like you say, Karen might be part of that draw yeah. as well. She might be a part yeah, of that. For sure. uh, you touched on the, the change slightly in the coaching structure as well there, Sarah. They've also announced that Leslie McDonald's going to take on the head coach role. Claire Maxwell's going to be assistant coach and player for the 2019-20 season. Can I just ask you both, how difficult is it to manage being a player coach and do you think that's going to benefit the side next season i personally never not at that level but player coaching i found it difficult is it a balance that's hard to strike? it's hard it, it is a balance and some people manage it exceptionally well i know i struggled with it because i'm too busy watching the whole picture and not getting on and doing my own job yeah some people manage it and do really really well and good luck to them but for me i found it a problem mm. what do you think sarah um i i think Player assistant coach is probably slightly more manageable than than player head coach, where you've got like Mickey Austin at Storm. Um, but I, I mean, I don't know how they do it. Like, no, <laughs> I can, it's difficult. Yeah. I can't even do one job. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll talk about Mickey Austin at Storm shortly. But Sirens have also managed to retain Nicola McCleary, Emily Nichol, Neve McCall, Gia Abernethy, and Emma Barry, and they're going to be joined by Taylor Cullen. Now, after a number of their players gaining vital experience in the World Cup, do you think they're going to be feeling confident for next season? They should feel confident. You know, they, they actually put up some really good performances within the Super League last season, you know, and there were quarters where I think they actually, you know, they were winning yeah. quarters. So it's it's encouraging. They've had a great World Cup. They've got some great signings. They've got the coaching team. They'll have a fabulous leadership team. Why not? Why yeah. shouldn't they be competing like everybody else? Absolutely, Mags. Well, two times champions, Wasps have been pretty quiet with any player signings. Any of you know anything about Well, no, they've just, they've they've just, just bashed about, about, yeah, about eight out in the yeah. last two days. Reel them off. Um, um, no surprises. Rachel Dunn, Hannah Knight, Jay Clark, Iona Christian, which, who's moved from Stars, um, Fran Williams, mm. um, and then Alexia Mitchell, was it yesterday, from Fire, oh, nice. Firebirds training partner? So well, obviously they missed out to Manchester Thunder in the 2019 Super League Grand mm. Final. Uh, you've just said some of the signings there, but what are they going to need to do to just sort of get over the line? Well... I mean, th it, it was a tight game. so It was very much, well, I know when you say about tight game, I know it wasn't as tight a game with the Swifts game, um, but it, it was very, very similar to that. They just done their final, just didn't didn't mm. have the game that we would have expected them to have in that final. Um, and I think, you know, they've got the players to do it. They've done it many, many, many times. It just wasn't their time. I mean, if, if you look at it from those signings, they've... They've got themselves a bit of extra depth in in the shooting end. Mm. You know, um, Lexi Mitchell will come over from Australia and, and bring a different option. So they've mm. got Katie Harris back, but now they've got they've got her as well. They'll have a bit more competition for places. And Bongi's left, but mm. you've got Iona Christian in, who was one of the standout attacking midcourters in the league. Yeah. So 
you so know, it's looking optimistic strong recruitment. Yeah, it's looking them. good. Uh, right, well, Dragons are a side that they haven't confirmed any signings, have they? Or have we missed something? No, I don't think so. Um, however, they have disclosed that they're going to be launching under 17, 19 and 21 sides, which is going to create a new pathway uh, for the Super League side. Is this a step in the right direction, do you think, for the Welsh franchise? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just mirroring well, everything else that happens within the English leagues, really. You know, um, the super, like Sarah's got a full Super League franchise, so she'll have it right from seniors right down mm. the pathway. So they're just mirroring what's happening at the moment. Well, they've also announced as well a new partnership with Newfields Law, who are going to assist the franchise with all immigration and visa matters and oh, stuff like mate. that for the next two seasons. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you Jealous. want them on your side as well? <laughs> um, right, you've previously experienced, Mag's difficulties with sort of player visas and stuff during your time at Lightning. How important is for teams to have legal support with stuff like that? I, I don't think you can underestimate how important it is and it, because of all the legal loopholes that people are not aware of, um, I don't have full comprehension of what it takes, but I see the pain that people go through when they're trying to get these yeah. signings through the home office and get people here. So it's phenomenal. And also, if you're focusing on that, it can take your concentration and but, efforts away from other areas, yeah, can't but, it? But and you it, see, it shouldn't stress. be. It shouldn't be the coach's responsibility no, to be stressing. But they do get dragged in and they do get engulfed in all yeah. these problems because they were just all they want are their players. Yeah, that's and all also, they want. You've got to think about the players because they're there. They've you know they've come and they want to have a good yeah. time and they want to be yeah. playing. They don't want that either, do they? No, the well, stress of thinking about all that. No. And it's it, it is also like you know, netball's great and whatever, but it's also people's lives. Yeah. So <laughs> I wonder where that was going then. I was like, it's the final Netball Nation episode. <laughs> Sarah's gone AWOL. <laughs> netball's great, but I quit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> no, but it's all, but it is also people's lives. So, you know, if, yeah. you, if you're getting them in um, to play netball and they can't work, what else are they going to do? Yeah. Or are they going to earn enough to survive? Yeah. If you're getting them in to play netball and study or to play netball and work, you know, are they on the right visa? Have you got work for them? Like, It's just, you, you, it's bigger than them just coming and playing for a team. Like you've got to make sure that it, it fits into someone's life and that you're doing the best for them as an individual rather than just for you as a team. So you go in, oh no, we, we can't get you in, but you can just come and play for a few months yeah. and then go again. And, oh, uh, yeah, I know you've got a child and a family and a mortgage, but that's what works for us. Like, you you have to take a, a more holistic view than that because it it is people's lives that you're messing with. And so. I think contrary to com common belief, netballers do not get paid, a, a, you know, yeah. king's ransom. So there has to be something more. Sarah's you know, eloquently explained that. It, there has to be something more than just getting on that court for four quarters of 15 minutes. Yeah, there's got to be that mm. pull, hasn't there? And they've got to be looked after as well. So yeah. well done, Dragons, for doing that. You've got yeah. two jealous girls here. We've got a lot of help. Now, Team Bath have announced a number of players returning for the 2020 season, including Captain Ebony Asoro-Brown, who's committed for her 10th season at Team Bath. Mia Ritchie signed up for her 11th season. Rachel Shaw, Imogen Allison, and Abby Robson also all confirmed they're going to be returning to the Blue and Gold franchise. Again, Bath have always had good player retention, haven't they? How important is that in order for Team to just gel and develop each season it is important and I think you look at Thunder and uh, winning it last year was probably the culmination of three years of them being together and um, training and working together so it's it's hard for teams to win it in the like was won it in their first year of existence mm. but they had a lot of players who'd played together a lot before that it's hard to just bring a team together and in year one 
go and do amazing things. And so I think Bath's um, part of Bath's strength is that they they keep the core of their squad together, and and it looks like they're doing that. Um, you know, by all accounts, they'll keep a, a large percentage of last year's squad. And then they've announced this morning that Fitona from Northern Ireland signed for them as well. So. Uh, that's a, that's a fabulous signing. Yeah. Strengthen she's, their squad. She's yeah. an exciting she's player. Excellent. Well, good for you, Bath. Finally, you touched on Mickey Austin with that dual role over at Surrey Storm. They've confirmed that two thirds of the 2020 squad are returners, uh, but that there are going to be some changes. So uh, she explains that some athletes have chosen to take a step away from the sport to explore other avenues in their life. Some players are going to be given opportunities overseas, or they've just decided to take opportunities at other teams uh, for financial reasons. Uh, so far, Storm have announced that Hodge England is set to return and that Northern Ireland international Neve Cooper is going to be joining them for the 2020 season. Is that a good signing uh, for the side who who really did seem to gel in the second half of last season? Um, it is, but I think it's also a signal that Shadeen van der Merwe is staying in Australia. So, mm. you know, you're losing a, a quality wing defence there and they've replaced her with... Um, with a Northern Ireland international. So, I mean, it's, it's a good signing in the circumstances, um, but I, I think they would have They'd have wanted her back. They, I mean, yeah, yeah. they would have wanted. Right. They, they would yeah, have wanted her back. But you know, she if she's got offered a contract, then they were never going to be able to match that. So, um, so yeah, it is a good signing. And it's that thing, like you say, they can't do anything about it. So no. they've had to do what they can do under the circumstances. Uh, it was a tough opening season for Mickey Austin, who took the step from player to player coach. Is she going to benefit from having that first season under her belt? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you can't you can't know what's coming no. until it hits you. And so, I think. Now, if she's anything like me, she'll have she'll have learned a lot from season one and, you know, know what not to do and, you know, what works and actually what mistakes she made. So I imagine just that experience will help her this year. Well, best of luck to her. Right then, ladies, I know it's very, very early days, but given what you know so far with player signings and how squads are shaping up, can you, drumroll please, name me your top four for the 2020 season? Well, we're going on. It doesn't on. have to be in order. Well, we're going on information here of two thirds of a squad named, half a squad named. But if that's what we're working on, <laughs> you've got I'll to go. do it separately. Off, you can't all right, it off the ten players we know in the entire <laughs> league, Maggie. <laughs> on that information alone, the thing is, we know that all Saras are going to be wrong. So no, <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely not putting Loughborough in the top four. Yeah. Well, I am. <laughs> I am. I'm going to go Loughborough. Yeah. I will go Wasps. I will also go Thunder. Yeah. And the other one that I'm going to throw into the mix will be stars. Ooh. Sarah, what are you saying? I am going wasps, mm -hmm. mavericks. I mean, I'm I am reluctant to put myself in there just <laughs> yeah, because no, I'm wrong about everything, but I'm gonna have to. Yeah. Um Luffer and Thunder. Right then, so a few a few different ones there for mm. you. We will revisit those uh, predictions in 2020. Inevitably wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, also it's gonna it's gonna be a while, so there's gonna be a lot of interest. Those, yeah. on your those other five teams but... not been named. Well yeah. done. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna have a great 2020. Congratulations, and I'm amnesia. Yeah, <laughs> love it. Right then, ladies, uh, we've done it. We are very near the end of our last show. Uh, 
Oh, I feel a bit Very sad. sad. I feel, yeah, uh, but it's good. Like I say, it was good to have us all back together for Absolutely. the uh, the final one before a little hiatus. Netball Nation family, do not worry too much as we will be back returning for a second season. We're also going to be opening as well up more sponsorship opportunities. So if you like the show and you or someone you know would like to partner up with Netball Nation, please do get in touch. You can drop us an email to hello at mynetballnation.com and we can meet up for a cuppa and a chat about how you can reach our amazing Netball Nation audience. Also, we're not, you know, we're not disappearing completely if you've got any questions during our off season please do tweet us at mynetballnation or drop us an email to hello at mynetballnation.com and we'll put the question to the ladies and get back to you through one of our social channels right then for the final time uh, mine is in netball nation series one any, any, any shout outs well, I don't know if I missed this one last week whilst I was basting and crisping myself in Marmaris. What, you weren't uh, tuning in? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't, get the, couldn't get the channel. Yeah. Um, but I'd just like to put a big shout out to Tracy Neville. I don't know if we covered it last, last week. No, we week. didn't actually. Yeah, a big shout out to Tracy Neville on her fantastic news. She is um, going to be a mummy. Yay! That's She's what she be wanted, mummy. wasn't it? Absolutely yes. is, yeah. Um, a long time waiting for it. Yeah. And, you know, lots of traumas and hiccups in the road as... She's got to this point, but just phenomenal news. We all wish you the very, very best of luck. And welcome to the Mummy Club when it happens. Oh, absolutely. Congratulations to Tracy Neville. Mm. And, and is there any oh, other shout? We can't forget a part, and I think we played a small part in it. <laughs> <laughs> just, just kept cracking on there. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Well done to you. <laughs> Have you got any other shout-outs? I'm good at the moment. Go on, Sarah. Um, You've got to have one. It's the last one for now. Stacey coming home. Yeah, well... I like how you've had to remind Sarah about that. <laughs> <laughs> Stacey coming home and I'll be in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> you actually going to Vegas? I'm actually she going is. to Vegas, yeah. When? Uh, Thursday. How long for? Um... Well, I don't know. I mean, Vegas might have me by then. Oh, right, Max, that's where we're off to. If, are you if, doing anything Thursday? Uh, <laughs> no. We are now. What Go was on. that film? What was that film on? The, old the Hangover. That's it. That's us. That's us. <laughs> we are going to create. Or Girls Trip. Yeah. Girls <laughs> Trip, one or the other. It'll be Netball Nation's version of. Mm. Um, yeah, well, if, if, you know, Serena Guthrie, Joe Hart and Rachel Dunn, if we never see them again. We know, we, where know they where they we know where they are. Yeah. They're in Vegas. Oh, I'm so jealous. Have the best time. Thank you. And uh, yeah, shout out to Stacey as well. Yeah. Do you want to do that then? Yeah, shout out <laughs> to Stacey. <laughs> okay. Can well, we edit this? Yeah. <laughs> do you know shout what? out to Stacey coming home. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> Been counting oh. down. Do you know what? I want to do a shout out to you two girls for making Netball Nation so much fun uh, throughout ah, the season. Ah, And to the production team because there's people that you see here that put so much effort in behind the scenes yeah. so you've got the likes of producer Kate, uh, Alex, uh, Nick Ryan who's on the other side of the glass so thank you to everybody and most importantly thank you so much to you our Netball Nation family for being a part of this journey Absolutely. honestly you have made it so much fun thank you to all of you for all of your questions like I say you can keep them coming in hello at mynetballnation.com find us on social media at mynetballnation and as I say we will be back this is not the end we will I'll return <laughs> thank Thank you so much for listening to Netball Nation. To listen to our podcasts, head over to mynetballnation.co.uk and follow us on all of the social platforms at mynetballnation. Have a great few months and we look forward to catching up with you in 2020. Cheers, Netball family. Bye. See ya. This is Netball Nation.